your friends. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. And we hope you're doing well wherever you might be. Rain is falling outside our studios here. It's going to be that way for most of the morning up until around lunch. So, again, be safe. Leave yourself a little bit more time as uh, you head out and about today. Coming up, uh, Daquan Smith from Radford Basketball. Thanks to Keon Brown and David Smith an hour or two. But leading off our Power Hour, it's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Good morning to you. How are things? Okay, yeah, watching the rainfall, but it's not too hard out there right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good for the grass. Good for the grass. Right? It is. It is. Nice to be with you. We're getting ready for football. I can finally taste it. The media days are over. Yes. Camps are about to begin. Uniforms, uh, supplies are all being delivered to equipment rooms. Yay. Uh, <laughs> players are getting ready to, those that uh, that did go home for a bit, uh, getting ready to come back. Uh, you know, even the, the NFL guys are going now. You're so right. Right. NFL camps have opened. The, the new Washington uh, commanders are trying to figure out the lyrics to their song this week. <laughs> That's true. They have to change it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the ACC media poll? Um, Virginia actually picked one spot ahead of Virginia Tech. It's the lowest that the Tech had ever been picked. That was not the way I would do my poll, but uh, I think they're going on the fact that Virginia's got an elite quarterback and Tech's got a new coach and a lot of unknowns. I think that's, that's what that probably reflects. Uh, but... Uh, there will be a lot of football to be played between now and November. I, uh, when we talked last week, we were discussing would NC State garner enough votes to overtake Clemson as the pick on the Atlantic side. NC State has maybe its best team they've had in a long, long time. Uh, they've they've had good teams with Philip Rivers and with Russell Wilson and, and teams that were ranked, but they never were picked to win that division. And we thought, well, maybe this would be the year. Uh, and the answer was no. Uh, and then people went with Miami. I think there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pressure on Miami to finally get this right. Right. And they've spent an awful lot of money to do that in its coaching staff and its team, its players. In fact, they asked, "What's the difference uh, this year between Mario Cristobal and and the 
former coaching staff and the players all said, well, it's the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win more games. But I think that this is this is a really interesting time for that school because of the money that it has invested. No school has changed its budget, not not for its players, but that is also true. Uh, its budget for its coaching staff and its infrastructure more from one year ago today to right now than Miami. Well, if it ends up being Miami and Clemson, I mean, that would be a premier conference championship game in the last year of the division, something the league needs because it was released yesterday that they ranked even lower than the AAC last year in television viewership when the pit weight game. Uh, yeah, we saw, we talked about that back at the time. And, that, and that, that's why when, when we were talking last year, we talked about that in our class too, that the pit wake forest game. And that's why one of the reasons that when you and I were talking last week, that, uh, the ACC is those two teams will both be permanent rivals for Virginia Tech. Those aren't good TV games, right? Yeah, even if both teams are good, yeah, even if even if one team has a Heisman Trophy finalist quarterback, which was Pitt, and maybe one of its best teams since the Dan Marino era, and it's not like Pitt's fly by night. I mean, Pitt's won the division two of the last three years, mm-hmm. and Wake Forest has has gone to seven straight bowls. Uh, Wake Forest has been the the best ACC team in the state of North Carolina for the last seven years. Absolutely. It, it, it's got the best record head-to-head against State and Carolina and obviously Duke and, and even East Carolina, right? And they beat App State. So Wake Forest has, didn't register uh, t- television-wise. So, But my, my I think it, when, when we go back and review everything in November, it would not shock me if North Carolina and, and, and the Hokies, UVA and Pitt are all tied for second. Could be a cluster there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. looking at it. Were those, were those some of the schools? Who do you think got picked too low? Not enough respect out of the media poll that was released. I think Boston College could still be a team. Now, their schedule's a little tough, and, and it depends on how much you buy into can this be the year Florida State turns it around because BC's got to go to Florida State. I would think Boston College is the one team. And Tech fans know, I mean, they've beaten the Hokies three of the last four years. They've got a great quarterback. The people, you know, Tech fans know BC's legit. Um, a lot of voters, for whatever reason, don't give them a lot of love. Uh, you know, they went out and hired a, a – <laughs> a very successful coach from Ohio State, and he's got his thing going right now. Uh, I, I would say Boston College is probably the one team. Not that people are sleeping on them, but they seem to uh, – a lot of folks are giving FSU the benefit of the doubt here. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good pick. I like that because BC, the quarterback returning, you're right. And Jeff Hafley just seems like he's a guy that's got things under control there, doesn't he? He really does. He comes across that way. He does. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, not that not – that, Florida State, eventually, you would think, does turn it around. Yeah, right? you would hope, yeah. But uh, they've had four <laughs> straight losing seasons, and I don't know that you definitely pick FSU. You know, people want Florida State to be good, right? They, Everyone in the – we want Florida State to be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, but I'm not so sure that this is the, this is the year. But the game between FSU and BC we'll, – we'll know about BC early. I mean, they come to Blacksburg mm-hmm. for primetime Saturday night game for the Hokies' home opener, so – We'll have a chance to see how good BC is uh, here in the next few weeks. Well, uh, yesterday it was the Big Ten's turn. They were on display at their media days. And some interesting comments, uh, Kevin Warren, a lot of reaction uh, nationally and uh, some of the things. What was your impression of hearing him in uh, the event yesterday? You know, the Kevin Warren-Jim Phillips rivalry may date back to who got the commissioner job in the Big Ten initially. Because, you know, last week when we heard Coach back up, last week when we heard commissioner – Jim Phillips talk. He talked about 
the fact that college football is not the professional ranks. Remember, he said this is not NBA light. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says college athletics has never been elitist or commercial. Uh, Its goal is to provide countless individuals with a path to higher education, life-changing possibilities, that type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Which some people thought, well, that's at its core absolutely what it is and what it has been over the years. And, And that was Jim Phillips last week. And depending upon who heard it, that person's reaction was was either very positive or or negative, right? Because that wasn't the sound that you heard coming out of the SEC office or the Big 12 office, right? Where they claimed they were open for business. So that was last week. So I thought it was interesting. And clearly, Jim, as the commissioner of the ACC, is reflecting the ideals of the presidents in his league. Well, yesterday, Kevin Warren brought out the Sears Roebuck salvo, which was clearly a shot at the ACC. It did seem that way. You're right. And he said, from a strategy standpoint, this is not the old college athletics. For the individuals and conferences and the schools who are thinking that way, they're going to be Sears Roebuck. Mm -hmm. That's straight blunt. That's where this deal is going. We have three or four more years of perpetual disruption. During that period, you're either going to embrace change and build a business and get stronger or not. So, by the way, I used to shop at Sears all the time. Sears was a, <laughs> I love Sears. Before it went bankrupt, Absolutely. yeah, they, they were a sponsor of, of, uh, of our tech broadcast. So, you know, as I look at that, and, and, and maybe we, a lot of people that heard that who looked at each other and started texting each other as soon as he said it, maybe we misread it, but, but, but who was he talking about when, when, when he says, you either build a business or get out? And I think it's it's just really interesting. Uh, and, and again, Jim was the uh, was the athletics director at Northwestern. I think he was rumored to be the guy who would eventually replace Jim Delaney as the commissioner of the Big Ten, and then it didn't happen, obviously. And they're, they're, Jim's really incredibly intelligent guy and very qualified, and and I think he's done a solid job thus far. Uh, but I what, what's your take on that? No, I, mean, I, I, I thought who's he exact, talking about? Yeah, I thought the exact same thing, and I think immediately you saw the Twitter reaction. It was clear that. He basically almost even quoted the comment from Jim Phillips, and they, he was the only commissioner who got up and kind of said that to go back to the old school way of thinking, right? Nobody else has really said that. So it had to be, and you're right. I think the rivalry that the two obviously have that's personal, I think it probably came through a little bit too. But the so. thing is about Warren is I don't know until the last six weeks he's been very popular as a commissioner among the coaches and administrators in that league. So I think there's there's more to this here. Yeah. And the other thing is is that, you know, the, the one thing that even – if you, if you recall, John Swafford was very stealth. Just because someone is saying something in front of a podium or to a reporter doesn't necessarily mean that's what he or she is thinking. And I think that if something is going on behind the scenes, um, you don't necessarily have to get out in front of a presser uh, at a presser and say it. So, but I but I thought Warren's bravado yesterday was a bit misplaced. And and okay, so th- this was my my only commentary on that. I think these media days should be about the players and the coaches and the teams, not the commissioner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the one chance for the really good players from each of those schools to, to, to talk and, and for fans to learn about their teams. Because let's be honest, Ohio State fans don't give a crap about expansion. They're good. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're okay where they are, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah, let's let, let's, let the, the, let's let the players and the coaches and, I mean, if I'm a Big Ten fan – uh, in Ohio, right? I want to know, you know, 
what's what's the Michigan Ohio State thing going to look like, and and what's Penn State going to be without Brent Pry at coordinator, right? I mean, those are the things I want to learn about. Who who's the surprise player at Michigan State that's going to ruin our season, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Happens right? every year, right? Exactly. So <laughs> those are the things that I'd like to hear. But you know that, that from a fan standpoint, but uh, there there's there's some interesting things happening behind the scenes, and not all of it is healthy. I thought the Iowa coach, Coach Ferentz, who again is a bit old school. He he raised the flag a little bit about NIL and where we're going in a, a sport that is seemingly, seemingly leaderless at this point. Mm-hmm, unless the leaders are, are Fox executives in Los Angeles and Bristol. <laughs> that's what I, Unfortunately, but, that's exactly what it is. You know, you, it's like, yeah, I don't know if you noticed, yesterday ESPN released its college basketball tournament, preseason tournament, pre-conference tournament from Charleston Classic to all these events. There must be a hundred teams participating in ESPN basketball events. Mm-hmm. And last year, remember last year we had too many teams that were bowl eligible yeah. to go to bowl games. Yeah, half the league. Remember that? Half the FBS, over half the FBS. Yeah. And and so what? What did the sport do? Do you recall? But we la- created an additional. Bowl yeah, more game. bowl games for TV. We created one right. more game so both teams could play. Yeah. And and so that's you know that doesn't happen in in, in you know. The NCAA doesn't expand the tournament by two teams, right? But it goes to show the value of bowl games. People watch bowl games. There's financial return for just a single game. You say, why do these two six and six teams need to go to a bowl? There's people will watch, and we've seen that all the time. So, but that's Coach Ferentz's take on it. That we're a bit, we're a bit leaderless, and we've heard the same thing from a lot of Coach K on the basketball side, right? And a lot of football coaches as well. Uh, so I think it'll be fascinating to see where this goes and if we have a new we have a new version of the big 10 acc challenge and it's not basketball on the ladies or men's side it's uh apparently commissioner press conference <laughs> that's right that's right it's bill roth and the roth report we'll have the sma update bill's baker team game of the week and the nrv heart clinic top three all that's coming up as we roll along with bill here on the program hope you're well wherever you might be on a wednesday more of the roth report after this Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of vt.com this is rick watson voice of the radford university highlanders and host of big dog sports talk let me tell you about my friend louise baker with the louise baker team of long and foster if you are looking to buy or sell here in the nrv i can think of nobody better to take care of your real estate needs than louise she's meticulous very detail oriented and will work to make what can be a very stressful time as stress-free as possible Call Louise today for all of your real estate needs. You'll be glad you did. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com. That's nrvhomes.com. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull & Bones, Avellino's and El Rodeo. Looking for some family 
entertainment, then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First and Main today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. It's the Roth Report here on BDST and the SMA update heading into August, William. We always talk about, we give you the insight in what's going on in our sports media analytics program, a behind-the-scenes pull-back-the-curtain look into what we're doing right mm-hmm. each each and every week. Well, we still have a month till classes begin, so this is when we put the syllabus together for each class, which brings me to what is the plural of syllabus, because in Great Britain they go syllabuses because they claim it's a Latin word, and it has its roots in Latin, the Latin word for list. In our country, they go with syllabi because the academicians in America, that would be North America, Mm -hmm. uh, say that syllabus is a Greek word and the plural is syllabi. Hmm. So it depends upon who you ask. Mm, Interesting. If you go to Oxford, you get syllabuses. Syllabuses. If you go to Harvard, you get a syllabi. (laughs) syllabi. What do you think? (laughs) Wow, that's a good debate right there. I kind of like... That's the Latin. Latin's in the Greeks. This goes back way before Tech and UVA. I mean, everything comes from ancient uh, Greece. You're right? right. You're exactly right. I think I like nice. syllabuses for some reason. Just see, I don't know. It's different. Maybe because it's new and I haven't you heard it. You sound more intelligent if yes. you say syllabi. Uh, yeah, that's I true, too. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I'm putting together, here's the cop-out way to do this. I'm putting together a syllabus for each of the three classes. <laughs> Very well done. Yeah, but if you ask anyone in our country, ask ask any college professor uh, in, in, in our country, and they'll say syllabi. Syllabi, right. Very good point. Very good but point. But not, but but we 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 as a, as Americans are we come from the Brits. You have to love that too, putting together that for the class, right? Got to get you excited about what's to come in the fall. That's great. I mean, when you're putting that thing together, that's it's like be. putting like these basketball yeah. coaches are putting together their basketball schedules right, now, right? Right. <laughs> but you have to do it, right? So if you want to know what we're doing on like Monday, December, whatever the first Monday in December is coming out of Thanksgiving, we it, it's on there. Mm-hmm. So. Nah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Good so stuff. that's what we're doing right now. Just getting it all ready so that when the students show up, you know, if you have a Monday, Wednesday class, the first week you meet, the second week, Monday's Labor Day. So everyone, whether you're in, in high school or college, your teacher goes, oh, we have a three-day weekend. <laughs> that's right. But when it has to be reflected in each syllabus one produces. All right, this is interesting now. You got some ways to go for the Baker team game of the week. So what are you looking at? Um, Interesting. I've already done next week's. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, my ma- let's let's start with with uh, next week first. You know, what's about to start is the um, the Little League World Series. Yes. And next week, our team from Virginia. Before you get to Williamsport, you have to win your regional. And so next Thursday, the Virginia champion is going to play the North Carolina champion in Warner Robins, Georgia. So that's gonna that's a little tease for next week. All right. The Virginia team's done well over the last couple of years. Uh, they're out of the Richmond area, Tuckahoe. Anyway, my that's for next week. For this week, uh, they had an amazing game last night. Game two of this Yankees-Mets series. I like They played it. really yeah. well last night. Yeah. The, Mets, uh, the Mets won that game last night. Uh, but they play again this evening at, at City Field. There's great rivalry. There's great passion. Boy, when the, when the Mets and Yankees are both good, and the stadium is packed. Yeah, and the weather is yeah. great, and uh, uh, 
it's really exciting. So I encourage everyone to pop that uh, tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. The stadium was rocking. You're right. I mean, Judge is hitting home runs. All the Yankees are under 500 after the break. The Mets are trying to surge. The trading deadline's coming up. This is an exciting week ahead for Major League Baseball. I know. It's going to be a sad couple of uh, days here if you're a Cubs fan, it looks like. Huh? Yeah. Look, that was an emotional scene yesterday. There's going to be a fire sale for the Cubbies. <laughs> I also thought, by the way, the other team to watch is like the, the, the Toronto Blue Jays are scoring runs like NFL teams score points. I know. They're really good. They're starting to play well, pitching well. I know. There might be that team that surges a little late, and then boom, there they are in the World Series. Could happen. I could see that. And yeah. Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> the Mariners, it was like the Astros, or the Astros have corrected things. They're playing well. But yeah, yeah. Seattle's going to be uh, part of the playoffs there, it looks like. Yeah. Thank you. So. It's fun stuff, man. I love, I love it. I love this time of year in baseball. So much fun. All right. Uh, time now for Bill's NRV Heart Clinic Top Three. for today's countdown it's time for bill's top three presented by new river valley heart clinic in radford all right here we go the top three from bill roth and again i have no direction we're going these are always my favorite i learn a lot so long before i ever tried to put together a syllabus (laughs) or syllabi (laughs) right (laughs) we i was part owner of a restaurant in christiansburg the gobbler town tavern i don't know if you recall i certainly do the Gobbler Town Tavern. When you're hungry for sports, <laughs> I do remember. And Absolutely. we did we did Coach Beamer show out there every Monday night and uh, did did well. And uh, Pikachurius, that's PK from PKs. Mm-hmm. Pikachurius and uh, Ben Sutton, uh, Steve Angelusi, and I. That we were the we 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 broke even at the end. So okay, that's well thing. that's and good. I got to understand the. That was that was my instead of getting an NBA MBA that was my business <laughs> right like, that's really hard work I have so much respect for business owners uh, who work so hard small business owners particularly yes the, no doubt the, you know I'm not talking about like NFL owners I mean you know the 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 the, the mom and pops of our country especially in the New River Valley because that's what we're all about here anyway that was our restaurant and we were there for about what six years five six years it was a fun thing and i got to eat and test a lot of like cheese sticks and fries (laughs) always a good thing you know what's the best you go thin fries you go curly fries you go steak fries you go waffle fries well let's research time let's test them all out right (laughs) i learned too much about that ate too much too our top three list today the three blacksburg area restaurants that no longer exist oh okay this were will my be good. personal favorites. Okay. Okay, so so these aren't commercial endorsements. I get to see the sales staff. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. He's going to drop names on restaurants <laughs> here that aren't these, – these places are long gone. These are gone, okay. so everybody can relax, and right? These aren't my current favorites. These are like the Gobbler Town Tavern. They have gone to the, uh, to, to the restaurant heaven. Okay. okay. Um, number three was a place called The Sizzler. The Sizzler. Not Western Sizzlin, The Sizzler. And it was a steakhouse that had incredible yeast rolls and a $5 lunch. It included a drink. The Sizzler. And uh, it was it was in Blacksburg. It was a big-time hangout for everyone in the athletics department. Okay. Okay. Uh, number two is a tie. Because we have it's a top three. Uh, so, but we're really going with four today. Arnold's? Yes. Yes. And Mike's Grill. Oh, yeah. Both and locally owned. Arnold's was, was a deli. Dave Chapman owned it. It's in the uh, 
I'm trying to remember, I guess it's the, the, the Sharkies area now, but uh, it was at a deli. You'd go walk through there and they would slice whatever meat you wanted. Um, and it was terrific. Um, Mike's Grill closed. It was a, a tremendous oh, burger place. Absolutely. And they had calzones too. First of all, the burger, they would always serve it to you upside down. I don't know if you recall that. I do remember that, yes. Upside down yeah. burger. Mm-hmm. And uh, it tasted the same, but for some whatever reason, you would. Dude. I know. You, Visually, I know. You saw the bottom of the bun, and you would eat it that way. Like you were allowed to turn it over. Yeah, but you way. never did, right? You yeah. never did. No. Yeah. They also had these massive calzones. Oftentimes, a calzone just looks bigger because it's full of air. Yeah, right, right, right. I just gave away like an like an Italian mm-hmm. secret there. Roth just told us that the, <laughs> that, they're it's not all there. there. <laughs> Polly, go take care of them. Right, yeah. But the calzones at Mike's, those were so good. They loaded them up. If you if you ordered a pepperoni calzone, it's like they must have put like a three quarter pound of pepperoni in that mm-hmm. thing. No doubt, absolutely. But Mike's Grill is no longer. And number one, number one, Backstreets Pizza. Backstreets Pizza. Yep. Do you recall? In the I certainly of, do. Uh, yeah. Main Street and Washington. Yes, in absolutely. They had a pizza buffet every day. And there'd always be a line, not only because the food was incredible and hot, but there would always be these administrators. So, like, you'd go out there, there'd be students, there'd be faculty, there'd be athletes, there'd be, like, the vice president for alumni relations, all waiting in line for uh, the specialty pizza that they would bring out. And there would always be this anticipation, like, we're waiting on a pepperoni and something. We're waiting on the mushroom, we're waiting on the sausage. Mm -hmm. And they would come out with, like, the, 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 the... Kale and quinoa pie, and there would be this collective sigh, a letdown. Just... <laughs> right, wait a minute, that's not all meat. Wait, who ordered the pineapple and quinoa? Where did this come from? Right, is someone really gonna eat that? Yeah. Someone did, it was always good. That was so. fun, yeah, that's good. That's good, man. You talk about a trip down memory lane, good stuff, man. Good stuff, a lot of meals, a lot of great a lot meals, of meals and, and a lot of great yeah. food, yeah, a lot of good but, people. You know, too. back in the day, I mean, it was, it was always you, you would, we would go out. A lot for lunch and I, I we had Danny Monk was an assistant athletic director and he would always round people up and uh, it didn't matter if you were a, a high-ranking assistant senior associate AD or the assistant cheerleading coach you like, let's go we're going to lunch yeah 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 and uh, we'd go over there good stuff well, so man, those are, the, those are the top three. Did you ever eat at the Gobbler Town Tavern? Uh, I think I did I think I want to say we did the show a time or two over there back in the day we built the a first stage. run it's, it was in Christiansburg, across yeah, from the mall. Pretty sure we did. And what is there now? I mean, they, 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 that structure has been torn down. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. In that, in that exact physical spot right now. Don't remember. It's where the Mission Barbecue Yeah, is. yeah, you're right. It's all that so whole area over there. Ac- right Across, Yeah. there's an outback, and then there's those I'm out not, parcels. I'm not sure uh, what all's over there now. So that's where we were, the Gobbler Town Tavern. Gobbler Town Tavern. Was when you're hungry for I do. Things. I remember. I remember. All right, my friend. Have a great week. Enjoy you, buddy boy. All right, have, brother. A, have, Take a good, your uh, have a good day. All right, you too. There you go. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Daquan Smith going to be in studio. We come back here rolling along on this Wednesday edition. Great memories there, huh? Bogan's was a great place too, yeah. Getting some texts about that. All right, we'll be back. Radford Hoops on display when we return.